Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got a very special guest. Her name is Susie Miller. She's a divorce strategist. And today we're going to be discussing how to have a peaceful divorce by recognising the impact of conflict in divorce. So Susie, how do we recognise the impact we have in divorce? One of the things I tackle with uh, the most is people's misconception that divorce itself has to be this conflict-ridden experience. So what I tend to ask people is, you know, what are the effects of the conflicts that you currently have in this situation or that you fear you will have to help them become aware of what are very extreme outcomes uh, that they're often not aware of in the beginning. And it's not that I'm trying to frighten people off having conflict and say they should have these kind of peaceful, fluffy divorces. It's just more pragmatic than that. I think people do need to recognise that their attitude, how they go into this process and how they react to the other person in this progress process is what will determine the outcomes for them, which can be pretty extreme. Yeah, they can. And so could you give us a sort of case study or an example of how this 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 has played out with the clients that you've worked with and and how subsequently how you help them navigate you know through that so happily so some i'll pull out some examples of people i've been chatting to in the last few weeks um for example talking to a lady where they started off really friendly and they wanted everything good they were put off by the initial costs the finances talk to solicitors anyway to cut a a long story short they were talking to me because it was all starting to go all wonky and it become very the conflict to come in around the finances because once you start talking about the money everything can change and I said to them so this kind of peaceful lawyers around the table divorce so far um how much does it cost you bearing in mind you've all they've done is put the petition in they hadn't actually sorted out any of the finances and she said uh, it's cost me so far £20,000 and probably about the same for my husband. Ow. Yes, exactly. And 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 um, we had a sort of a dry laugh about it because she they'd originally avoided mediation because they thought it was going to be too expensive because <laughs> <laughs> it was only going to cost them pos- potentially £2,000, which actually, as it was, you know, doesn't have to cost you that much. But uh, so, yes, yeah, so people can start off peacefully, but very soon conflict comes in around the money. And just in the admin side, in the choices they make, who they put their trust in, the way they do the process can have massive financial consequences. That's even before you're talking about going to court and fighting. So I've literally got on video um, a lawyer who says, I said to her, you know, what, what can be the cost going to court? And she said, you might as well take £50,000, put it in a suitcase and throw it on the fire. <gasps> Yeah, <laughs> she's what? a lawyer. 
That's yeah. not me saying that. That's the lawyer. And so it it is. Uh, it, it's so the conflict around finances is something people need, if they've got any assets they need to take very very seriously. And um, and anyone obviously listening to this podcast who comes via you can have a free a free um, what called divorce navigation session to just highlight these are the areas. This is where it can go wrong. And uh, but actually these are things are so avoidable but uh, people just don't know they don't have that information up front and the other area of conflict of course is huge that's often huge is around the children uh, the co-parenting of course when that gets out of hand who suffers but the children that's the next generation the next generation unable to form healthy relationships because their role models have been possibly years of either overt or um or passive aggressive uh, anger between these the two people who are supposed to be showing them how to have healthy relationships so for example I always work off the basis and this comes from my own experience as well there's no such thing as a broken family there's only an extended family so it's our role as parents even if the other person is being very very difficult and we all seem to be surrounded by narcissists at the moment but whatever you might think of your of your ex or ex to be the way you handle the situation with the children has massive impacts not just on your children but on yourself because you don't want to carry that guilt into the rest of your life of having messed it all up and uh, has a massive impact on society as a whole because literally we're putting generations of children into the world who grow up to have very dysfunctional relationships and again I had um, I run a regular divorce financial workshops online and I had a um, and also my divorce TV show every week and I had a lovely psychotherapist there Karen Baru and she in her interview was talking about these number of clients she gets who are in their sort of 30s 40s failed marriages failed relationships and it all goes back to them learning about relationships from their terrible disastrous divorces of their parents yeah i can vouch for that myself <laughs> i've been through that uh, yeah and also i can vouch for you know the expense that that engaging lawyers and solicitors can can get astronomically out of control it's like you you know once you've engaged a solicitor you know you might as well you know write a blank check because i, I do think they have their part to play in uh, sometimes very much posing questions unnecessarily and and seeing things that aren't necessarily an issue and and making that a big bigger issue or, or making it uh, you know drawing it to your attention when it doesn't need to be drawn to your attention in order to extend things I really do and and, and then justify their you know their extra expense on the back of that and and that's a very um understandable perception and definitely that can happen but in in reality i guess a lot of what i'm doing is helping people take responsibility for the process so for example if you if you've got some plumbing to do you're not going to get in an electrician are you no you'd think that was crazy and yet people will use the solicitors to do divorce admin which is a very expensive way to do it. There's lots of cheaper ways to do <laughs> that you can do it, which I'm happy to point people in the direction of. Um, they use their solicitors as therapists by spending hours, by paying the money, talking about their ex. And that's not the training and role of, of, a, of a, a lawyer. And they also often think that the lawyers are their financial experts. 
but they're not. They're not trained financial planners who do long-term cash flow forecasting, which is what I would introduce people to if they've got any assets that need splitting. So the people literally see the, the, the legal profession have put themselves as the gatekeepers to divorce. And they, I don't personally believe they're the right people to be there because actually there's very little law in family law. You do, they are very, very useful, but for certain areas and at certain points. So it's a bit like, um, I guess like I'm an architect in divorce, so I can tell you where you need the plumber, the electrician, the different people to come in, what you need them to do. Yeah, what do you need them to actually do for you? Because that massively reduces the cost and also reduces the conflict because conflict comes out of fear and confusion and and all the emotions. So if you can deal with that up front before you even start doing um, the actual divorce admin you want to you're going to have a much better outcome and you're going to have a much less stressful approach so it's a very holistic approach so for example the the divorce financial workshop coming up um, in uh, in September we've got not just uh, a collaborative lawyer most people have never heard of collaborative law um, and there are lawyers who will say they're collaborative, but it is actually a very special training and you don't go to court if you use a collaborative lawyer. So they'll find out about that and be able to speak to her. She's what I call the right kind of lawyer. And we've got another lawyer who's there about wills and trusts, which again, people don't think about that quite often when they're getting divorced. But do you really want to... Uh, to if you happen to fall under a bus, do you want your ex and their new boyfriend or girlfriend to get everything go to them and most people would go no <laughs> so you need to you need to look at your will so right through to a healing uh, tapping um emotional freedom technique because these healing techniques can be fantastic tools for keeping mm. people calm keeping them centered so they make better decisions um also very useful for the children uh, we've got um a divorce coach who works uh, with transitions, people moving from one area to the life to the other. And when you work with someone like her, you're going to make much more sensible decisions about your future. So then the discussions you have with a financial planner, where you're not looking just at the divorce now, it's a bit like having a baby. Don't look at the now, look at the next 20, 30 years and base your settlement on that. <laughs> have long-term thinking yes. because you'll you the uh, Kirsty Cox who's, who's going to be the financial planner at the next um, workshop she tells a story of a lady that she worked with unfortunately she got to work with her a bit too late along in the process um, as as not too late but later than she would have liked to and this lady had got the house in the divorce settlement she was so felt you know, such a victory and um, but she had to downsize not once but twice within a year because she couldn't actually afford the house she couldn't afford to run it she couldn't afford the mortgage so nobody'd run the numbers so a lot of what i'm doing is just helping people to get out of the emotional state and not put it in, in the corner deal with it because it's vital because that's what will feed the anger and fear will feed the conflict so yeah. they need to get control of that but at the same time to just get basic sensible information that allows them to make informed choices and and know that they can do this themselves with the support of the right professionals and on their own but i think um really interesting thing i want to share with you actually i was interviewing a, a mediator recently and i said to her, why do you think 
people are sort of resistant to do something that's so sensible and so much cheaper and so much quicker. Why would you not want to use mediation? And she said, you know what it is? I think it's that people are frightened. They think, how can we together sort this out? You know, we've not managed to make our marriage work, which they see as a failure, which is a shame because that's not a helpful way to see it. Um, it's a, I see it as a transition. You know, who says we should be the rest of our lives with somebody? We change. Things happen. You know, we need to lose our judgments around that. Um, but what matters is that we stay a family <laughs> in whatever form. But she said, I think they feel that they can't take control of it. They don't have the skills. They don't have the confidence to believe that they can sort this out. And that's a tragedy because we all have the, the ability to do that, providing we come at it prepare properly don't just waltz into mediation and expect it to work you kind of need to have a bit of a boot camp i would call it in how to make dispute resolution make peace work for you and um, and that's partly mindset partly practical information and very much about connecting with a team of experts that you may or may not need all of them but they're there if you need them yeah, and I actually sort of like the analogy of you sort of referring back to the electrician and, you know, coming to fix your plumbing, uh, you know, and, and that, like you say, having that right team, those, those those tradespeople in the right areas that are going to be able to support the process. Hmm. Yeah, and, it's, and I always say to people, it's not rocket science and you don't need to be afraid of it. It's just no one's really explained it to them so what's interesting when I do these uh, divorce financial workshops which are sponsored by what I call the right kind of law firms who are genuinely interested in encouraging people to stay out of court um, I start them with a kind of idiot's dummy's guide to divorce and how the process works and you would think well why would someone who's not a, a trained mediator not a, a lawyer be doing that bit but that's because I can do it in plain English <laughs> so people get it and it's like oh is that how it works and I cannot tell you how many people have been for their sort of free citizens advice legal chat and they have no idea what's going on at all <laughs> and, uh, and and so uh, yeah so that's why that's one of the reasons I do what I do because I realize somebody needs to just go this is how it how it is and some and some lawyers are much better at explaining it but you know they don't they don't have time to do free sessions and to put in that yeah it's hard it's, it's more challenging for them they're, they're part of a firm a business I also run a business but I do put in a lot of free time I give free navigation calls to people who come via referrals or who come through my divorce financial um uh, through my best way to divorce facebook group for example they can't just get it off the website because that would be ridiculous i'd have no time to do anything but i do set a certain amount of time each week to give free guidance because you're so confused how can you know where to turn or what to do unless somebody just goes this is this is the, the landscape this is what you're entering into this is what you need to watch out for here's some good ideas that are suitable for you and a lot of the resources I point people to are, are free resources because I don't think you should pay to find out what you need that just doesn't seem right to me mm. pay for the service you need once you understand it and go this is what I need now most people are happy to pay for that because they know the value but to charge them a load of money just to tell them a load of information and they're still confused I don't think is right at all I love what you're doing Suze that, that's brilliant you know the fact that you can sort of, I suppose, give people the information they need in layman's terms without bogging them down with too much jargon around the legals. It's fabulous. And, and the fact that you can, like you say, 
let them know what they need for free without um, them having to think, oh my God, you know, how much is it going to cost me to even find out what I do need? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and because often those days, those are often very false economies, like the, the couple who who, did, who avoided the mediation because they didn't want to uh, commit to a couple of grand and then, you know, over 20 grand later, realizing it wasn't working out very well. But, um, but I think one of the things I'm very keen to get across to people is that your know, peace as a said in my TEDx in in December 2019 it's not peace isn't fluffy uh peace is about vision and courage and putting in boundaries and very much um I coming from a place that you do need to be able to um have the information up front and may have a vision for the future so a lot of the time you know people you and I you know I've been there you get caught up in the pain and the misery and the anger and the rage and you you don't put your children first at that point you don't put anyone first you just become a sort of massive destructiveness and um, and getting out of that space and thinking differently and seeing things more truthfully actually is a vital part of the process so before people start uh, having in-depth discussions with financial experts or talking to lawyers i'm more likely to be encouraging them to connect with a with coaching um um, maybe parent parenting experts and even and healers because I think healing is very very important. This is something I I learned because one of the other things I've noticed through conflict, going back to what we were talking about with conflict, is the result of conflict is very often. And I had a lady just this week, the same issue. Um, it's not just the it was mental health. She was worried about her mental health. She was starting to forget things. And this is not um, not unusual. There's a lovely shared story on my uh, last Divorce TV show where the, the lady there, Rara, said, I, I just couldn't remember anything. And, and, that's, and she realised later this is a result of the trauma because it is so traumatic for many people um, that even the thought of, of going through that, and they may be in a quite a traumatic situation within their marriage. Um, there they may be um, various forms of abuse going on. And it does affect your mental health. And so this lady I spoke to realised you know, she needed to move things forward. She didn't want to get a divorce, but she knew that she had to for the sake of her mental health and her physical health because she was on, um, the doctors were putting her on pills for raised blood pressure, which was a direct result of the massive amount of stress she's under. Yeah. So, you know, and I think people need to, to be very honest with you know, how the situation they're in, how it's affecting them and they need, to um yeah to have a bit of self-love and look at what needs to be done and sometimes divorce might be part of that sometimes people don't actually need to divorce they need more financial um, independence sometimes a really good postnup will help uh, a spouse who's worried about the other one spending all their money on gambling debts for example addictions or, or also another big issue in many relationships they may want to keep the relationship but they don't want to end up like penniless <laughs> process so there's other you know it's divorce isn't always the only option but it is it is just one of them um but again i make sure people are able to make a, a proper decision on what's going to work for them and then get access not just for themselves so i was like i always say to people everything i'm telling you these strategies these ways of doing these things 
actually are to the benefit of your spouse as well. They won't say thank you. They won't understand that you're doing this, but everything we're talking about will help them too because they don't need to spend thousands either. They don't need to have time off work and the stress of court when it's just not necessary. There's so many other ways, not just mediation, other ways to do this. And if you understand those and you start to, to be more in control of this process, um, and, and and I often say, do you, is your spouse, you know, are they stupid? And they're like, well, no, 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 they're not stupid. I said, good, because if you keep telling them sensible things, you've done the research, you now know things right now from our short conversation that they don't know and no, and their solicitor isn't really telling them, then, you know, this, this changes the whole dynamics of how you're going to be able to take this through. And you don't have to be friends with your spouse for, the, for this to work. You just need a, a common goal. And normally that common goal is the children. Yeah, and or to save money. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. But actually, funnily enough, uh, yes, it is. But often, again, it's, you know, if, it's more, more of an incentive if um when you think well that money we've just wasted uh, on legal fees and we still haven't actually got our divorce sorted yet god that's uh, that's the university fees so that, that's gone now we'll never get it back so um children are very useful because they help us to uh make that extra effort um unfortunately um for a lot of people who don't have children and obviously this is very big generalization but it's much easier just to turn away and never have anything to do with them so there's very incentive to have an ongoing relationship so it's easier to just be angry and get consumed with it all whereas if you've got children uh, you've still got to co-parent with them maybe for 20 years and uh, so there is it's a more of an incentive to use that this experience as a massive growth <laughs> massive growing opportunity because that's what it is i mean it changed my life i'm a much better person than I would have been if I hadn't been through it and I'm not saying it was fun and you know learning can be painful but it gave me the opportunity to grow up quite frankly in a way that I had never had needed to before so and that's obviously an ongoing process by no means at the pinnacle of that yet but uh, it is it is a very amazing life experience to go through this kind of a transition it's not just the ending of a contract it's a uh, it, it's a re-evaluation of who you are what you want out of life um, what matters to you it's an amazing amazing opportunity to reflect on life that you probably haven't had time to do for if ever and nobody's ever asked you these things before so i often see people blossom not not because they're freed from the other person but because they've gone through this amazing process where they've uh, reassessed their lives got more in touch with why they're here what they want to do and uh, and then they're off like a rocket and it would be nice to think if both sides did that and and uh, unfortunately sometimes it is just one person takes the learning and the other one might say stuck but the opportunity is there for everybody so do you think you know the the people that offer advice say through citizens advice for example where most people you know want to get that free initial consultation uh, maybe those citizens advice people need to be educated better educated or be given leaflets around people's options that they could give them uh, around you know highlights yes these alternative I, mean, 
couldn't agree more and and for to me it's all it's all everything's so systemized so for me to i mean i'd love to to offer some time at citizens advice but because i don't fit into this little system that's set up and there's two, two examples i want to share one there's a lovely lady at croydon uh, citizen advice i spoke to a while back and uh and we were talking about divorce and i and i said to her that's right somebody contacted them and got this information i thought this is a bit odd so i phoned them up and i said it's amazing how many people don't realize they can still get legal aid for mediation and the lady at citizens advice went can they yeah. <laughs> didn't know she didn't know I said yes yes they can and um and then uh, there's a, a local citizens advice where, where there's a solicitor i don't know if he's still does it but he's a very nice man and he's a, a divorce solicitor he doesn't do any form of dispute resolution and if you go to citizens advice you can get a free session with him and he openly says to people and he said it to me oh mediation complete waste of time wow so so you you know you you yeah, I've had some very bad stories of people who've got their free session with a lawyer because that that was you know got, it's all about the business model so for example I don't gain anything if everything goes to pieces and and goes to court and again I don't I don't benefit financially from that model <laughs> so but um unfortunately a lot of people do um and even in um I'm always gathering really good experts onto my alternative divorce directory and I've got some lovely um, divorce coaches there who are very much you know, we're all on the same page right but I know there are other divorce coaches who you know most of their referrals come from um, Rottweiler solicitors so it's a good you know those people have got money they can pay and they're on oh, they're traumatized with these horrible divorces and of course the divorce coach is there to help support them through that that divorce coach has got no incentive to turn around and go why are you doing it this way? For goodness sakes, let's talk about it doing it a different way. So what I'm doing is quite unique. And um, and I you know, I've specifically set this up so that I don't, uh, that I can keep it that way, if you like, because the existing system, it's not full of bad people, but they're in a system where ultimately they get more money if there's a shitstorm. And that's a shame. It is. It's, it's, it's terrible, really, because, you know... Um Unfortunately, there, like you say, there is this Rottweiler <laughs> system in place where everybody's, you know, benefiting from, you know, whatever money is available that that that, that can be gleaned from these poor people that are going through already a traumatic situation, and and these people aren't necessarily aware of this alternative approach, which you know obviously is going to cost a little bit to get the right sorts of advice that they might need, but nowhere near you know the costs that could be involved in in the other side of yeah. the, the greed and and the rottweiler fraternity i worked it out once and i took uh the the average divorce for the uk and and that's um before going uh just just without it becoming really really bad but using the sort of traditional method the lawyers letters backwards and forwards you're paying every time um so this is without it becoming completely apocalyptic but nonetheless it was it was quite a, a good a good amount a large amount of money that people were spending 
And then if they used a dispute resolution, something like um, mediation, and that's where you know, they'd have a few sessions, they'd perhaps do some work with a financial planner, which is a very good idea to do before you do that. Maybe they talk to a divorce coach. Um, and I worked out that it's very easy to save at least £65,000 just by doing it the more sort of collaborative um self-managed way and you're self-managed but you're still using all these professionals so i see using a mediator still part of you self-managing your own divorce but you mm. just need to use them at the right point you know going to mediation before you've sorted out look talked or worked with a financial planner if you've got assets is bonkers because you're just spending money and then you have to go away and get more information you haven't got a anything to actually mediate <laughs> because you're cutting yeah. a deal so i just come at it from a very sort of pragmatic approach and um and uh, just to get rid of all the smoke and mirrors and 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 it is a a lot of the things people spend the money on are things that actually may not or they contribute to less conflict in the divorce but they also contribute to the rest of their life so if you work with a financial planner you can then go on after the divorce and create a plan for the rest of your life so you know when you can retire you can do all the stuff actually we should all do anyway mm. um and you just take this opportunity like we take the opportunity to get a proper will in place for example that we haven't bothered even though we've got three children i, I had three children and no will it was only after a sing single that uh, a friend said you need to get a will susie <laughs> What happens if something happened to you, you yeah. know? And I thought, oh my God, she's right. So a lot, a lot of the things that you invest in are really useful things that you want to do anyway, if you see what I mean. But yeah. they're all really it's a particularly good time to do it when you're getting a divorce because they have a positive impact. Um, actually reducing the conflict. Conflict comes, I believe, from fear and, and a lack of information. So if you take away the fear, you give people the information, most people want want a peaceful life they don't want it to be difficult not I, really i 100 percent agree susie and i love you know the more heart-centered let you know let, let us make this an easy as and as much as possible amicable process you know from that client focused customer service approach rather than let's see you know how much we can take from you in terms of mm. the finances Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's and there's a really good shift at the moment because it's taken me a long time to find a way to work with law firms because and uh, now I, I, they sponsor the divorce financial workshops, which we run online, works really it's very accessible to people online. I'm going to keep them online. And these are law firms who genuinely want people to stay out of court. And the um, conversation with one of the first firms that uh, sponsored these, I said, do you, you realise I'm sending people away from you during the workshop <laughs> and, uh, and only suggesting they, they use you for the bits that you're really good at, like the, doing the consent order at the end and uh, once, once they've cut a deal with a mediator? And, and uh, the answer was, no, we, I don't want them to go to court. It's a lot of time and hassle for us. And so for, as a business model for the law firms, they're starting to realise if they have more peaceful divorces going through that uh, they they get less money for them but if they have but they take less time so if they can do more of them they're still going to make you know perfectly good income from it and that's a, a relief that that's starting to filter through as they become more uh, business-minded actually because it's a myth this idea that uh, you know just unless you've got very very rich clients for the average person that law firm is going to spend a lot of hours and time and hassle 
Um, and sometimes trauma for the lawyer is horrible what they have to witness sometimes. Mm. Um, and, and more and more of them are training as, in dispute resolution and collaborative law because they are they don't really want it to be horrible. So it's great that that's starting to happen and I'm linking up with those law firms and help, helping them really get their message out there of, of uh, dispute resolution. Brilliant. You know, I love the ethical approach to that and the fact that the lawyers can see that actually it's not going to detract from the, you know, what income they can make from their business, but to be more client focused and and minimise their time that they're investing in, in it going along an alternative route. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what, and what, what, what do you think uh, for in your experience of people who are going through divorce? What do you think is the biggest sort of com- cause of conflict that you've seen? I think it does come down to the finances usually, you know, as to who, how, how that's going to be resolved if you've got assets and how that's going to be split up between you. Uh, that was the case for me anyway that, that caused a bit mm-hmm. of angst. I, I initially was going to walk away with nothing other than the car and we got quite a lot mm-hmm. of losses between us. But, you know, I was convinced by my... Uh, my family and by then I'd met a new partner once the divorce proceedings was going through that um, you know that and the the solicitor herself that I deserved something you know from the marriage after 23 years Mm. and and obviously I did but you know that caused a lot more angst at that point than obviously initially when I walked away and said you can have everything (laughs) and what what I find is uh, there's two things around that one is that you've got um, the, one of the roles of the family court and the judges are to look at those financial settlements and make sure they're fair, they're like a backstop so if you just like, oh no I just want out of this, I don't want anything they would be like, well what, why that's not realistic <laughs> why are you yes. doing that, which is a good thing and I think a lot of people don't realise that so it's important to have, I'm not anti-court it's just using the, letting the court do the job it's supposed to do, which is not help families make a decision around their finances that, that bit they just shouldn't have to be interfering and with and having to make that decision for you so if you think about it the minute you give the power to the court to say to them right you're going to have to tell us what the financial split is because we just can't work it out together you're handing over a vital part of your life and power to a bunch of people who don't even know you it's bonkers if you stop to think about it it's a desperate attack when there are other ways you've got arbitration you've got collaborative law you've got different types of mediation there's so many tools in the peace toolbox that you can use to avoid that situation so that is like last resort unfortunately a lot of people just don't realize that and the other thing i think the common mistake is with assets is they think the fin- the lawyers are financial experts and some of them will do ex- have expertise in financial matters when it comes to arguing in court but they are not financial planners who do long-term cash flow forecasting and and those are the people you should be talking to and not all of them will work with people right at the beginning of a divorce process but I've managed to find them and and continue to find them and work with them and we are always evolving together how best to serve people right at the early stages so that they have the right they can come up with their own settlement how this should be have different options and have an intelligent discussion about it sometimes just working with a financial planner does that they don't even need the mediation because they've got the facts there and you know and there's only so much money i mean how, how many ways can you split it you know what i mean yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um 
And if they have a, a problem, quite often it's an emotional cause, like wanting to hang on to the house or whatever. So you can come up with different strategies and uh, and the mediators there to help hold that space and have that discussion if if the relationship is broken down, if the trust is broken down at that point. Um, and re- and you know, that model is a good model, but you do need to put the work in first to have the, have the preparation. So that's why I always introduce people for f- no obligation, no cost conversations with, with the right type of financial planners. Um, who bec- And most, I would say 99% of those people don't even know those, those professions actually exist. They just think of financial advisors doing insurances and stuff. It's, it's not the same at all. Um, and they believe that that's what the lawyers can do because that's what some of the lawyers make them think. That's absolutely spot on. I love what you're doing, Susie, and this alternative approach, you know, that's very, as I say, very much, you know, serving the client. Uh, I really do. So on that note, what would be the best contact information that you could offer our audience should they want to follow up on the back of this conversation? If they're looking to access free resource, I've, I've got uh, online um, uh, resources, free divorce forms right through to the uh, Best Way to Divorce Facebook group. Um, just go to bestwaytodivorce.co.uk. Oh, that's great. I love that. That's very easy. Yeah, it's nice and simple. I was very happy when that URL was, it was like it was waiting for me. Yeah. <laughs> and if they go in there, they, they're linked to all the different things, Divorce TV show, everything I'm up to, you can see on there. And then if anyone um, wants to have a, a navigation call with me, if you join the uh, Facebook group or contact me through the site and say, you know, you heard this podcast, they can definitely have a, a free navigation call. Um, or if that's, or they may have someone they know and care about who they want i often get referrals that way it's not it's not them it's someone they know who really needs help and they're um in agony watching it all fall apart and just want them to to head on off in the right direction so yeah that that's the way to do it best way to divorce.co.uk and then my contact details are on there and they can contact me direct as well from there brilliant absolutely love it and i've really loved this conversation as well susie so thank you so much for sharing your alternative methods and ways and uh, inspiring our audience to know that there is other options on the table if you're facing this situation at the minute so thank you so much my pleasure thanks for having me on the show (laughs) and on that note listeners it just leaves me to say that true love starts with opening our hearts And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.